Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. talking about the Philadelphia Union playing meaningful soccer in November. That's right. Postseason conversation as we are in that awkward wait period between game one and game two for the Philadelphia Union taking on the New England Revolution. Welcome into PHLY Union podcast. I'm Renee Washington joined as always by JP Zapata, our beat writer, Larry Henry back in studio again today. We've got Tyler Zuli behind the behind the cameras and we are ready to talk about the Union because there's a lot going on and it's not just all happening on the field guys yeah. updates for Kai Wagner now not the updates that we're looking for because there's still a lot going on in the investigation as many of you guys may have heard if you didn't we talked about it on Tuesday but just to recap Kai Wagner said some racist comments in the game on Saturday Bobby Wood heard him and because Kai said it in German we're wondering if Bobby Wood may have found out something that's could be going on for a while now. Who knows how many times Kai Wagner said something in German under his breath and nobody understood it. Um, makes me wonder what other players do that. Before we get into the investigation itself, Larry, since you weren't here on Tuesday to talk about it, what were your first thoughts when you heard the news um, exactly of what unfolded in that interaction between Bobby and Kai? Yeah, I was uh, pretty shocked, um, first and foremost. Um, I mean, obviously, you never want to hear any type of news like that, no matter if it's the union or new england revolution or whatever the team may be but um was definitely shocked um and uh actually it was kind of crazy because i didn't was watching the game obviously didn't really pick it up at the time um obviously we all found out after the fact right. what, what was said and bobby wood obviously has uh, experience playing in german germany so um obviously he heard something and um you could tell kind of from the actions from the players so uh definitely shocked um curious what kind of happens next when we're going to kind of hear another update we've heard a lot of uh you know news from other reporters um nothing really concrete yet in terms of probably from the league um but i would think that if they don't make a decision by uh the next game i'm assuming you're going to see kai wagner out there playing um unless they uh, uh, a decision comes down from the league and obviously we've seen this before uh this season um we know with other teams uh, Dante Van Zier with the Red Bulls, um, Taxi Fountas with uh, DC United, um, who has since left the club um, after his investigation, which was never completed by the league. Um, so overall, I, I was definitely shocked for sure, uh, firstly. And then, um, you know, now it's kind of like what happens next with Kai Wagner because he's an important player of this team, might be the last playoff run for him. And uh, you don't want to see it kind of end in that sour of a note. 
Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting to see because obviously, like like we all talked about, I mean, this is like a weird time between game one and game two to just be waiting for 10 days. Yeah. Um, but I'm just curious to see, like, obviously right now his status is uncertain from what we've been hearing from the team. But, I mean, it, it, it's going to be interesting to see what, if we get to an answer by then. I mean, with it being so close to the end of the season and his, and his contract status, do you think, like, the same thing with Taxi? Like, the resolution might not come by the end of the season? Yeah, it's, it's hard because, I, again, you got to, I guess, listen to every, obviously, every person's kind of um, actions about what had happened. You know, did what did the refs hear? What did the players hear? Obviously, you know, it, things get a little bit feisty out in the field and things um, things are said but obviously that's that's a step over the line uh, you know what was reported that he said so um, yeah I'm curious to see how long this plays out because um, obviously like you said with DC United taxi Fountas that investigation happened uh, he was suspended from team activities uh, during the season and then that investigation never was completed b- before he uh, mutually parted ways with the team uh, Dante Vanzier was a different uh, scenario in fact he was suspended six games uh, during the season after uh, actions. Um, against the San Jose Earthquakes. So, uh, and he's still with the Red Bulls. And obviously, you know, you read on social media, you know, a lot of fans didn't really expect him to stay yeah. uh, after that or the team to really put up with that. So, um, so yeah, I'm curious to see how this goes. Cause like you said, um, we're not at that second game yet. We still mm-hmm. have a little bit of time. Yeah. Um, this gap in between games is pretty nuts. But, um, but yeah, I would assume that by the start of next week, we'll start to hear more. Yeah. And that's a good point. I mean, on one side with having this weird gap in between it gives the mls time to investigate things but it does make you wonder if it will be resolved because essentially if the union don't get past this round which we're hope obviously that's not the case that we're we're hoping they do but if for whatever reason they you know end up dropping the next two games i don't know that the investigation is going to be done that quickly you know it is it's an investigation like this takes time for several reasons and that we talked about it and we've all been talking about it there's no footage it's kai's word versus bobby's word versus you know they don't even have a lot of witnesses that were around so that even i mean Giacomo was around but who else was really around that actually heard it and then you had speaks german as well (laughs) right and other than that though you don't have like a whole plethora of people that you can talk to and you can't roll back the footage and you can't look at var and look at the game footage or i know you were slowing things down trying to get a look at but we don't have any clear evidence essentially it's their word versus the other so something like this not only for that reason for lack of evidence but also it's such a sensitive issue when you talk about a racist comment being made that you want to get it right and the league is has eyes on them of course as we talked about the fc cincinnati game also had a racial incident so there's eyes on the league right now to get this right and it's going to take some time so it's definitely concerning for that reason because we're at the playoffs now this is not early in the season where we've got months and months Mm -hmm. left at this point in the season i don't know if they're going to have it resolved in time to be honest it's an awkward situation too because like look we're all like kind of right now just using our inferences we're looking at videos and you know obviously it doesn't look like a good situation right right now because obviously like why would bobby would lie about the situation but now like you're potentially talking about what we've seen doesn't look good. And now Kai Wagner potentially could play game two, could play in a potential mm-hmm. game three. And I mean, that's an awkward situation in its own right. Like what if he, you know, he's it actually is true that he did say these and yeah. he's still playing in all these matches. Uh, this doesn't look good either. I know a lot of people have criticized as well. 
the way the refs, the, the way the whole situation was handled from the refs, the players, the coaches, it wasn't the best either. I mean, for me, just as me personally speaking, anytime that that happens, I hear anything, even if a player is protesting, like play has to stop. We have to look at the situation. We have to address situation as well. That's just my personal opinion. Yeah, and it's tough too because, like you said, it's it's a it was a uh, kind of a hot moment in the game where uh, Veroni and uh, mm-hmm. Nathan Harriel obviously had a little bit of a scuffle. Veroni gets yellow carded. Right. There, that's going on, and then if you're the ref, it's kind of like all heck breaks loose in a way because you're trying to focus on the game, the situation that just happened between these two players, and then you have right. something going on, on the other side of the field. Bobby Wood runs over, tries to get the ref's attention. Some other revs players try to get the ref's attention. Um, so yeah, so it, it it's hard to really you know pinpoint you know what was said when in moments it was said i'm sure obviously those two uh wagner and wood had a battle throughout the game because mm-hmm. you know players are going to get try to get under each other's skin but this, again this is yep. a, way above that and and um you know a step uh, uh, you know uh, the wrong step and um you know i'm curious to see how the league handles it because we've seen instances in in other countries other leagues yeah. where stuff like this happens and players will walk off the field mm-hmm. they'll they 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 just they'll leave the field games will get abandoned um whether it's the playoffs or not so uh, and like you said renee with the incident with the uh, with fc cincinnati as well Ugh. um so yeah the the league is definitely under a, kind of a tighter microscope right mm-hmm. now yeah so well sad. let us know in the chat what you guys think welcome in i know i see eugene Krabs is giving out compliments on everyone's <laughs> outfit saying larry you look warm and Go that birds. jp and i are cooking as always thank you <laughs> thank you eugene um are those snake emojis i like nope. feel like i can't see like Let's it go. okay okay i like it i like it drop them in drop them in we'll walk Welcome, Rainio. Welcome. Nice to have you guys here. Um, at first, from glance, it looked like they were um, ducks, to be honest. The greenish <laughs> looked a little yellow. And I'm like, why are you dropping in ducks? But let us know what you think in the chat if you're listening on our podcast platforms. For those of you that listen back to the show and miss it live and you're listening on podcast platforms, also you can tweet at us. You can let us know your thoughts as well because this is something that it's a very unique situation. It's not a good one at that. It's one that we wish we didn't have to talk about. It's one that we wish we could... Um, you know, we didn't have our narrator at all. And as you mentioned, Larry and, and for JP, you guys were talking through of how it unfolded. Well, there's been more as the MLS continues to investigate. ESPN has been releasing some information that they talked to with sources. Sources, of course, confirm that Wagner is alleged to have called what a racist term in German used against Asians. Um, what is Japanese and African-American as well. And someone that lived in Germany, as we talked about, on the youth and professional level playing there for 14 years. So after that happened, a revolution spokesperson declined to comment. The union also did not respond to to a request for comment. The MLS issued a statement. I read this statement on Tuesday as well, but in case you missed it, you can go look back. Um, But no, I'll read it again. The MLS is aware of the allegation that a player used discriminatory language toward an opposing player, and a review of the matter is underway. The league has been working with the MLS Players Association and Black Players for Change on a process to address these types of allegations, and will have no further comment during the pendency of the review. And also since then, some other sources have come forward giving you all the updates here. Uh, One source said um, that Wood told some teammates on the field what happened. Those teammates then relayed the incident to the New England bench, as we know, who then informed the fourth official, and that official told referee Pierre-Luc Lazier, and he made note of the complaint in his official match report, which triggered the investigation that the league is currently doing. So as you talk about games stopping, they did tell him. He made note of it. Obviously, the league came back after the game and then started looking into it. Is that too late? I mean, is are you saying would you want some? Would you possibly want something to happen quicker? 
I feel like it, it's tough, right? Because again, during there's moments in games where everything's kind of hot and contested. Um, so it might not have been picked up right away, but you would have think how serious the issue is that um, obviously the revs bench was, was upset with the situation. They relate to the fourth official then it goes to the lead ref. Um, so I'm kind of shocked. Maybe it didn't get picked up sooner. I don't know during the game, what you can really do in that situation. If you go to like a VAR, I don't know if they do that for those types right, of and there's nothing because it wasn't a playing um, moment of the game mm -hmm. or anything. So, um, but obviously nothing in the match report. And then, um, like you said, Renee, that the investigation goes on after the fact. So obviously good on the league to, to, to find that information out. And they start this investigation to try to figure it out. But um, yeah, I guess it's a, it's a tough situation, right? Because you're, you're focused on the game and, and everything. And unless you kind of implement a, a VAR check at that point, I, I think it's tough to say. And also, like, the fact that it's in a different language makes it tough as yeah. well. Because if it was in English, maybe you could have caught it on a little bit quicker. But since it was in German, it does make it a little bit tougher for them to just handle the situation right on the spot. Yeah, I actually think it's the right move to wait to make note of it and look into it afterwards. Because, like, you're both mentioning... It's not in it's it's in German, but it also wasn't happening in the play. I mm -hmm. think if there was a situation where, let's say Kai had been the one that was fouled and said it Nate Harriel and he jumps up and says something and you have camera footage because it happened in the midst of the play, that you can essentially now you're maybe giving out a card, you're you're he's off the field, whatever. You maybe it's a red card. Um, but because it happened as a scuffle off to the side, which is still why I don't understand why Kai said it in the first place. I know him and Bobby were going at it, mm -hmm. but it, it does not make sense. There's never a right time to be racist and there's never a way to, uh, never time to excuse it right. or justify it or, or even try to explain it. It's wrong. It's, it's pure. It's just wrong. Mm -hmm. But because it is one person's word versus the other, an official didn't hear this. There's times an official will overhear you, you know, you drop an F bomb or whatever. And, th and now they hear you and you're getting a card. Mm -hmm. Nobody heard him. That's an official. Nobody has, has a camera nobody has a camera pointed at him because they're focusing on the review and there's just way too little to have made an in-game decision so although um you know looking back yeah you'd love to have had an opportunity to say kai wagner i mean i wouldn't want it but you you, you make a racist comment you're out mm -hmm. but we don't know until we know so of course Wednesday is the next game. If there's a game three needed, that would be on the following Saturday. So we were waiting until November 8th. It does seem, uh, and also what the league sources were saying was, of course, as we mentioned, Kai will still be playing until something further is figured out. Um, and they are saying, according to sources, that the league hopes to conclude interviews with the parties involved later this week, and then the MLS will render a decision at that point. So it is already Thursday. We could have a decision yeah. while we're sitting here. Who knows? <sighs> a decision might be in the works right now, but I'm expecting a decision probably will be made by the end of this week as to whether to continue to investigate, if they know what was said um, def definitively to make a decision from there. Like I'm expecting in the next few days we'll hear something, and then it's got to be a response from that point. It would yeah. be so on brand if it gets announced during the show for PHL. Always. <laughs> Things I feel like always are, are dropping. Like right now somewhere, it's probably getting announced as we speak what happened. <laughs> and, and too, right, you, I feel like you have to make this decision pretty soon because if you know if you're the revs you're probably like okay well this player shouldn't even be out there for mm -hmm. the second game yeah and even if, and an, an advantage at that point because you're taking one of the union's best players off the field you're forcing jim Curtin now and to make a lineup decision uh at left back um however he goes about that 
Um, so yeah, so I would imagine that we would hear this by like early next week. Um, to obviously, you know, obviously it's a serious uh, investigation as well. But also, I think for the the playing side of things, like this could definitely change things around. I'm not saying one person, um, you know, truly makes a difference, but Kai Wagner is one of those players that makes things happen. Well, when you add it up, and you don't have if you don't have Kai Wagner, and you don't have we already know you don't have Jacob Glesnes who's out um, because he has to get surgery on his sports hernia. Those are the types of things that individually might not hurt you, but collectively absolutely will. Um, I know Eugene Krabs are saying in the chat they're going to give him a slap on the wrist watch. I know Jose's making a comment about CJ um, and his debacle. Like um, he was arrested while he was with the union for DUI. He was charged for that. Um, but in terms of your comment about the slap on the wrist, that is my concern. Honestly, I, I like Kai Wagner as a soccer player, but that doesn't separate the fact that if he – if he made a racist comment, which he's alleged to have done, I don't want to see him on the field. I don't care about the game. I don't care about the playoffs. I don't care. But that's not important to me of he needs to be out there for the playoffs. It doesn't matter. If you, wrong is wrong. Racist is race, racism is racism. And I, I would rather ethically you're off. You're yeah. not playing versus, um, you know, well, we have to, we have a playoff game to win and he's one of our better players. Oh, well. He should have thought about that before he made a racist comment. No, 100%. I mean, like, I'm, I'm with you guys. I would like for this investigation to come to a conclusion soon because, like, it, this goes beyond soccer. This is being a straight-up human being. Yeah. And, and so straight up, if, if the investigation comes out that Kai did it, like, he cannot play. And it's just simple as that. We talked about this on Halloween, but I kind of want to look at a different perspective. I want to look at the team. So, mm -hmm. like, for Jim and the, the dressing room, what's the message? What's the mindset? What is going on right now? Because, you know, yeah. it's one thing we talk with Julian, right? Like, he's they're all, like, ignoring the whole Kai contract news, the whole Alley contract news. But, like, this is a serious thing. You have outspoken leaders in this dressing room have who's spoken up for serious system, systemic issues in our country. And how are they now looking at Kai Wagner? Like, I, I'm just so curious what the psyche is of our club right now. Because this, is, this has got to hurt. Well, how much can you handle is, is the question. Because the union continue to say all the right things of, like, we're going to focus on the game. We're going to focus on the task at hand. Jim Curtin has talked about, as a coach, it's my job to put out these small fires. Okay, it's like a wildfire at this yeah, point, no and small it's fire. burning up. It's like you put out a fire over here, and there's like another dozen trees over there that are burning down. It's getting it's getting very much out this of California control. California wildfire. This, it is definitely giving California wildfire, and you're out there with like a water gun trying to put out a wildfire is what I'm getting a sense of. So yeah, you're trying your best to put these fires out, but it's blazing. And to see this is like, I know I said it before with Ali feeling like it was the final stall, but something like this is really hard to come back from because as we talked about with someone like Damian Lowe, for example, who was on the other side of this, where he was involved exactly. with, a, with, a, with a discriminatory incident. And now you're looking at your teammate like, wait a minute, this whole time I thought we were brothers and this is how you really feel. So it's hard because these guys, they're a family, they stick by each other. But what happens when one of your own does something like this, where they make a racist comment. It's one thing to say they had a bad game. We're going to stand by them. They were, they're injured. We're going to support them. They, their contract might be up. We're going to support them to close out the best we can. But you're doing something discriminatory. You're going yeah. out of your way in the middle of a game. You're having an altercation get to the point that you say something racist. I don't know how you handle that. But it's more like your point on Tuesday, right? Like, this is a brother. These are This is a family here. Yeah. So, like, if he's able to say it to Bobby, what's to say that's he won't say I'm something thinking. else? Like, I, and that's that's how I would be looking at it for sure. And two, um, two as well, like, we don't know, obviously, but 
could, like you said, could this have been something that maybe Kai Wagner did early, even earlier in his mm-hmm. union career or yep. something, mm. and we just never caught it. Um, That's obviously he had an issue day. with Jamiro. Remember that? That's I right. don't know what yeah. happened there, but I'm yeah. just saying. That's right. That's that's what my concern is too, because I, in my experiences, typically someone that is racist, sexist, you know, any any sort of um, discriminatory action, it's not a one-off. It's typically a pattern. And they just got caught one time. That's the difference. Like, you don't see somebody that just one day randomly makes a racist comment and out of the blue. It's usually something that they've either been thinking about, they've been talking about it behind closed doors, they've been joking about it. Like, at some point, there's a pattern there. And that's my concern. And that's what, if I'm in the locker room, and I've actually had teammates that have done ridiculous things over the years, and it just makes you wonder, well, what else have they done? What else? What else has he been walking around here speaking German and no one understands it, but he's really... saying something disrespectful and and racist or whatever. So it just leads to more questions that you don't need right now. And I think about it like if you have a relative, let's say you have a cousin that all of a sudden like gets drunk or not even drunk because Kai's not drunk in this situation, but I'm just going to use this as an example, gets drunk and like says all this ridiculous stuff. You don't then just turn around and be like, ah, it was just... No. They were just no. That's how you clearly feel. Like yeah. that cousin is now at the family reunions, being looked at a little bit differently, and maybe not even getting invited. It's the same thing here. Like when you have a relative, someone close to you, especially that you've been through the trenches with, that shows you their true colors and says something racist in this situation. It is very hard to just turn the other cheek and make an, ex- you know, oh, it's okay. It was just a one-time thing. So I know Todd's asking if you heard from the team or Kai yet on the alleged slur. Um, only updates that we keep getting are no updates. They're, the league is still investigating it. The team hasn't officially come forward. I know, JP, you had stumbled onto something, but then it got deleted. Mm-hmm. Um, so it seems like they're trying to keep this very much under wraps and not allow anything to get out until they get a better sense of exactly what's going on. Definitely, this is top secret stuff. And uh, I think that the first outlet we're going to hear from is <clears throat> the league itself, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if we get, like, a Kai Wagner sitting there. Maybe he's not actually speaking. Maybe he's sitting next to someone speaking and doing the good old nod, I was wrong, I apologize thing while they read a, a statement. But the league has said that they're going to try to conclude the investigations by the end of this week. So, again, it is Thursday. Yeah. So, Todd, Jose, Eugene, Will... Coach, whoever, <laughs> um, we're going we're gonna to stay tuned and, and keep up to date on what's going on because it seems like this is something, this is just not good. This and is well, just not and now, good. And while we have Larry here, because on top of, of that news on our Halloween episode, we also had the Jakob Glesnes injury news as well. Yes. And this back line depth has really decreased. With You know, we don't know Oof. Kai's un- status. You're pretty much relying on Damian Lowe and Elliot to just not get injured. It's not looking so good for the deaf man. Like, we literally can't suffer any setbacks with injuries. No, you're right. Uh, I was definitely um, definitely shocked to get that news about uh, no Glesnes, obviously. And then, too, like, just wanted to touch on it, too, um, with Kai and, and uh, Jakob. These are two guys that were Defender of the Year finalists exactly. last year. So that just shows you one and the impor- two. Yeah, that just shows you the importance of of these guys, um, how crucial they are to the union, how how good they are in this unit. Um, two guys that really were 
not underrated, but maybe undervalued in their European careers in a way found kind of under a small microscope. And um, so overall, looking at Glessness, obviously it's a big blow. Um, he's crucial in the back line. Him and Elliot have a nice one-two partnership. Yep. And now this just puts a little bit more pressure on Damian mm-hmm. Lowe, who is a veteran. He has mm-hmm. uh, played big moments before in his career. Um, and now we go from kind of a three-center back system to back to that 4-4-2 uh, so, which is, you know, more traditional from Jim Curtin. So, yeah. um, but obviously now having Glessness, like you said, you can't have anybody else get injured, go down with an injury, um, you know, get suspended, anything like that. Um, right now you're kind of getting into the, uh, not maybe the bare bones, but <laughs> at center back, you're at the bare bones right now in terms of you have Elliot and Lowe and obviously All you have, through, I guess, but you're not going to trust no. him without any playing time. Right. Outside back is not much better though. Without right. Kai, I mean, Nate Harrell's been doing a solid job and Baizo keeps <laughs> picking up knocks and, and Matt Rial has, has been injured at stretches of the season and not the best outside back. You don't have to rely on defensively. To start. It's a, yeah. So that does leave the back line is stretched thin and that's also what makes this news around Kai that much more frustrating because you already take a hit with Glessness and mm-hmm. I still feel like maybe they could have gotten the sports hernia checked out sooner getting the surgery done sooner to try to have him for the postseason and then Kai turns around and does this and I know coach and I were talking about it after the show on on Tuesday that it almost was like Kai got gave the union a uh, get out of jail free card. Yeah. Like they're off the hook that now, just like Will is saying, Will in the chat is saying, I liked Kai. Now I can't help but to not like him anymore. It was trending. Pay Kai. Everyone's at Subaru Park with Pay Kai. They're chanting Pay Kai. Have we heard any Pay Kai since, since the incident Saturday? Nothing. Radio silence. Crickets. So now the union let him walk. No one is, is, looking at them twice. No one's looking at them sideways about it. In fact, they're encouraging it. Let him go. We don't want him here anyways. So it unfortunately just even adds a sour taste to the fact that everybody was fully supporting Kai Wagner, staying with the union, and now it's flipped, and nobody really wants him to stay here or even be on the field at this point. Yeah, it's it's kind of like I, it's not the same thing, obviously, but just the way the situation's kind of unraveled for both these teams. But it is a little bit like the Deshaun Watts situation in the aspect mm. that it's an extremely controversial situation. And now back then the Texans were now able to just kind of unload with him. And now the union, unfortunately, because Kai Wagner's dumb mistakes here, they can probably just wipe their hands clean with Kai as well. Yes, they can. Well, you know where you can make smart decisions instead of dumb mistakes that's soul savvy soul savvy for all of you sneaker heads the casual sneaker fan soul savvy's got you covered and they have their new soul Savvy, or uh, not new but they've got the soul savvy drops app that we're sharing with you and when you download the soul savvy drops app you don't have to worry about missing out on any sneaker drops releases or anything like that so with the app it makes it easy to keep up with all the latest news releases raffles and sales in the sneaker world it's your one-stop shop for everything sneaker and now you get those notifications you also get the updates to keep track of all the raffles that are happening you also have a chance to keep up with the release calendar so you know when to expect your favorite shoes to drop so whether you're the casual buyer the sneakerhead somewhere in between soul savvy has something for you three different levels of um, apps that you can check out mobile plus premium basic version that is free and you can also get involved with the Soul Savvy app. Go to soulsavvy.com slash PHOY or head over to the App Store and download the Drops by Soul Savvy app to get started today because you want to shop smarter.
Now, what? Chavman is saying Europe is sadly more welcoming to people who are racist in some countries. Yeah, Sadia, ah, La Liga, they would definitely chop at the yeah. bit with a guy like Kaibog. I real quick, I want to go to Jose's comment because that's it's very interesting because with CJ Sapong, he is 34 years old. Mm -hmm. Nobody was excelling in Toronto. Let's just be quite honest there. But I wonder how much more CJ has got because I think going forward, obviously, Julian Carranza, we don't know his status for next year. And Taiba Ribo is still a question mark for this team as well. But they need forward depth. They do. And it would be nice having a veteran. I do like a veteran option coming off the bench. I was a big proponent for Kai Kamara. I would have loved that coming off the bench on this squad in particular. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's an interesting one. And I'm, I'm hoping he uh, CJ can stay in the league. Obviously, love CJ from his time here in Philly. But that's definitely something the union should look forward to this upcoming offseason. Yeah, that's a great offseason conversation for sure because depth, not even just up front, it's all the way through. <laughs> we we have I feel like we've been talking so much about the lack of depth because of injuries and things. It was so the midfield true. depth at first because Jose Martinez was out with suspension, and then you have Flock injured, Bueno picked up a knock. Then it was the back line that now has no depth. And then of course up top it has been an issue because without um, um Outside of Julian and Daniel, it is Ty, Quinn. It's, you know, you are stretched in there. So, without a doubt, depth continues to be an issue for this team. I know Jim continues to also be very optimistic that they're battle-tested. They've dealt with adversity. Yep. You know, they've been able to have a versatile look at how they're starting out, whether three-back or four-back. Diamond midfield, five across the mids. Uh, so they're having the right type of a mentality, but that can only get you so far. Uh, it is crazy because this time last year, as Coach is reminding us in the chat, this time last year we were jacked on the union. <laughs> what a difference a year makes because as it is November 2nd, it was exactly last year on November 5th that we were thrilled, excited going into that game um, and talking about the MLS Cup instead of talking about this. That's Racist comments, lack of depth. All of that. <laughs> Travis, I did, I did see that. Odala has been playing really well. Jim has mentioned that as well. Mm -hmm. Obviously, he's still in Europe. They're still in season. So I don't, I honestly, I don't think Odala's coming back. I mean, if he's playing this well, I, I don't know if there's an option to buy in that loan deal. But I mean, he's been playing so well that some team has got to be interested. And he came from, I think, the Serbian league. So he's had some European experience. Yeah. But even when he played here, I love the tenacity when he played in that friendly against Pachuca last year. I would obviously would love to have him right now with the depth issues that we've been having. Mm. But, mm. yeah, it's a good one, Trav, man. Keep an eye out for Adal. See what happens with that going forward. And we'll probably see, obviously, too, um, you know, like you said, with Sapong, obviously, mm -hmm. more and more teams now that aren't in the playoff picture yeah. are going to be making those end-of-season moves. We've had Miami. Yep. Um, we've also had, um, uh, you know, Toronto, NYCFC. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I just think you're going to see more and more teams, obviously, making those end-of-season moves. And I think, too, I think not maybe not Sapong. I mean, we'll see. Uh, obviously, getting a, MLS guy, a guy with MLS experience, a mm -hmm. veteran forward, is crucial because right now, because you look at the their their strikers um it's it's uh south american players european players um nobody with a lot of tons of experience in mls kai kamara would be it would have been an awesome one literally uh, cj sapong uh maybe another uh and then like you said odada obviously um you know three goals in nine appearances right now in denmark uh, there is a one-year deal with a purchase option. Uh, Tyler hooking us up with hey, that information. Shout Tyler. Um, so yeah, and, and I think he's he's only played under a little under 500 minutes, so a pretty good value right now, scoring goals. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, with that, with of course talking about playoffs and talking about 
uh, jerseys and what you're going to buy, well, why don't you check out FOCO, our sponsor here today. FOCO is a leading manufacturer in sports and entertainment merchandise with a product line that includes apparel, accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items, and more. Just like kind of the stuff you see in our beautiful CEOs as well. For all non-presale items right now, you can use the promo code PHLY and you can receive 10% off of your purchase. So make sure you guys check out our friends over at FOCO. And thanks to our friends over at FOCO. Yes, well, let's talk about the fact that the union, of course, in that game Saturday, we have time to like, you know, you, you, have, you after a game, you need time to process. Well, we have plenty of time to process after Saturday's 3-1 victory because we had a nice, we have a nice 10 day break. And now we're just six days away where the mm-hmm. countdown is on. We're six days away from uh, the next playoff game. We will be doing some game specific shows Wednesday, November 8th. So stay tuned for us officially dropping those details as JP and I will be jumping on yes. and we'll be talking about the action in a post game show. So we will have our first PHOY union uh, show that we'll be doing as a post game show this season but this Saturday victory I know Jim was asked about it um and I had this great quote about it's a good reminder we're still a good team we can be anybody don't forget about us the union winning at home has been one of their strengths we Mm -hmm. know that that's been one of the biggest things about wanting to solidify and lock in getting home games in the playoffs this team looked more like that plus 46 goal differential team from last year, jumping out, scoring each goal within 10, 11 minutes of the, of the previous. But I'm wondering sometimes when you, I'm trying to think of a good comparison. Sometimes when you get to the end of something, it's like that final push before things fall apart. Do you think this was like the last hurrah or do you think this was the, Oh, this team is is locked in postseason ready, and they're ready to make a deep run. Because I don't like I'm trying to think of what's a good kind of like when you when you let a, a balloon deflate, mm. and as it's deflating, it's like you know giving out that fart noise, yeah. and it's super loud, and then all of a sudden it's just cooked. That's a good like comparison. is this a deflating balloon right now where we just we're seeing the air getting taken out of the union, or do we feel like it's the opposite of like they've got a little more in the tank? With the union, obviously, I mean when you look at. Obviously, you have so many guys that came back from that team. Yeah. Um, you have Jim, obviously, a lot of experience coaching this team, a lot of talent on, all around the field. Um, but when you watch the other teams in the East, right, I mean, I'm, I've been pretty, uh, pretty astonished watching uh, teams like Cincinnati, um, Columbus last night with the win. Orlando came into the playoffs with an a unbeaten streak, and they've extended that now. Um, I mean, Cincinnati, again, touching on them, they're on like another level right now real, uh, playing at home. So um, I do still think the union can obviously can compete with these teams. And obviously we'll, we'll see what happens in the, the coming days with, with Kai's situation and, and, and so forth. But uh, I don't know. This team definitely has, in a way, taken a step back into that excitement. Like, I'm still excited about this team and to see what they can do. But overall, I think they're, you look at Cincinnati, you look at Columbus. I mean, I think those teams could definitely give the Union um, some trouble Like if they do end up getting past New England, which I think they will, but you never mm-hmm. know. As you know, and as you got, both of you guys know, I was on this optimistic train. I was banging my <laughs> you chest. You were the conductor. Yeah, you were leading literally. this train. <laughs> that all kind of, not take a full stop, but a little slowdown once this Kai Wagner situation came out. Because... I felt good after that win. I thought they looked well, like and going into back into New England. Obviously, mm-hmm. Carlos Hill with with the staff of that he's so big for for them. 
But now I feel a lot different. You mentioned it. Orlando, Cincinnati, Columbus, they all look better than the Union right now. Yeah. So I'm, I'm with you. This is a balloon that is deflating. I, I think the fires have gotten too much here for this team to kind of keep under control. I just don't know how they can stay focused mentally and go out there and play. This New England side is is not going to be easy. They have I, on paper this Union team should be able to beat New England, mm-hmm. but when you have so much on your mind, the mentals I got a question. So I, I, I'm not feeling really well right now. Yeah, well the Union's unbeaten 17 out of 18 games at home this season, where they've scored 36 goals, given up. 14. They've been great at home. But like Tradman is reminding us, they're not going to have every game at home this postseason because sadly, the next game is away. And if they advance past round one, there will be away games. So it's great that they do a fantastic job of getting results at Subaru Park, winning games at Subaru Park. But what happens when you're on the road now? And unfortunately, this team has had hit after hit after hit. I know, Tradman, you're asking how far realistically do you think this team can make it? You just that you cannot play sports thinking and right now the union have so much mentally going on i i love the fact that they're saying all the right things but i also know you're still human like at the end of the day you hear the noise it's hard to quiet the noise and just locking on playing soccer and not to mention it's not just about the noise you actually don't have your best players on the field so it'd be one thing if it was just chatter going on, but you add in, okay, if Kai Wagner's not out there, Glasses is not out there, these are major pieces. We saw what a difference Jose Martinez makes in the midfield. We know how much he's a boost. You can't you cannot go into the postseason broken mentally and you're also down players and you're not at one hundred percent. Like something's gotta give. I think a team like the Revs are even though they're dealing with injuries as well, it just seemed like mentally they just wanted a little bit more. But I'm not thinking that they're going to beat the Union. I just think that they're going to give a tough game two. I think the Union can get out of round one, but I don't know that I see them getting past whoever's next. And this 10-day period doesn't hurt us either. It's too long to be just sitting there thinking in your thoughts. And, you know, New England's going to come up with a game plan that gives plenty of time for (laughs) Cotillus Heal to get as healthy as possible. So it's just too long with that 10-day period. And two, um, I wanted wanted to touch on it because I did last week, too, because the Union now going on the road, only five away wins in league play, Mm. whereas New England have been the exact opposite at home. They have 12 home wins. They only lost once at home in the regular season. Um, The 12 home wins were the second most in the East. Uh, They tied with Columbus, and Cincinnati had the most with 13. How are some of the lone MLS teams (laughs) playing at NFL stadiums have such good home field? I don't get it. I don't get it either. Especially teams with turf, too. (laughs) Makes no sense. I have no idea. I don't get it. Um, Thank you for the compliment. Make sure you guys are hitting that like button. You're joining in the chat. Let us know your thoughts. Um, join the conversation because it is it's it's scary to wonder what this team is going to be like moving forward. The playoff picture has been an interesting one. Um, been a lot. I know Larry, we were talking about before the show. A lot of teams have been having home field success, and uh, looking across the board, you take a look at a team like Cincinnati, that big three zero victory. Yeah. Um, which games jump out at you when you look at first round results so far? I mean, if you talk about, I guess, if in the whole league, right, because um, I, I do want to bring up the West just because St. Louis City, uh, number one team, <laughs> in, the, number one team in the West, 
Uh, obviously, you know, debut season in MLS, obviously there's going to be pressure there. But number one seed going into the playoffs in the West, and you get smoked 4-1 at home uh, to Kansas City, who had to play the extra game because of the wild card <laughs> uh, match. So I was definitely shocked by that. And now that puts St. Louis City, um, you know, in, in a big hole going into the second game. Mm-hmm. Um, but looking at the other games in the going back to the East, right, everybody, uh, all the home teams won the first game. Wild. Um, and the only, Union were the only uh, home team in the East to concede a goal, but overall still 3-1. <laughs> so, uh, but looking at the rest, I mean, Cincinnati dominant, what they've done all season. Lucho Acosta has been amazing. He's still my pick for MVP. For sure. uh, I think I think we're going to see that news obviously come out a little bit later uh, in, in the playoffs. Orlando won nothing win over Nashville. Nashville really good defensively, but what can they get offensively? Hani Mukhtar can only do so much by himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam Surridge missed a, a, a sitter in that game uh, when it was still 0-0. Uh, and then Columbus, uh, Cucho Hernandez uh, continuing to, to do a lot of great things for them. So, uh, but only he, call him. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, overall, uh, I mean, just looking at the East, I think everyone kind of took care of business. Now let's see, okay, who... Who can do it in the second game going on the yeah. road? Because now you have Atlantic returning back home. We know Mercedes-Benz Stadium gets rocking. Um, Nashville's going to be rocking. I think Red Bull Arena might be, might be the only one that isn't rocking. <laughs> but, um, you know. It'll be so something. We'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. And uh, we'll see, you know, obviously see what the atmosphere is uh, at Gillette Stadium as well. Yeah, I mean, playoffs have been entertaining so far. Um, I, I think for me... I, I wasn't sure what to expect from LAFC because they're kind of been in the same boat as us. But at home, they took care of business against a solid Vancouver squad who obviously are looking to make some noise in these playoffs again here. Um, Alan Velasco, that was uh, just like a heartbreaking news in our our league. Young player, um, up-and-coming star, gets hurt, probably done for the rest of the playoffs. That is so unfortunate to hear, but... No, I, I, you know, playoffs, it's all about the upsets. That's what we all kind of hope for. The Cinderella story is that SKC. Kevin, shout out to Kevin Schill and his SKC. Will it, will it be them? That'll be interesting. But it's funny because, like, in the NBA, everyone's complaining about the playing game, right? Yeah. But, like, these playing games, like, it gives these teams a little bit extra momentum. And so can SKC kind of piggyback off that so it'll be interesting to see how it plays out as we're getting our first taste of this this uh this playing game for the first time in a long time yeah no it's definitely been wild to see uh let's take a look actually at the updated mls playoff picture after the games that we've had so far now there's a there's a lot still here in play starting at the east as you mentioned uh and as we talked about cincinnati winning 3-0 the union of course winning 3-1 so depending on how uh, game, how this series goes could potentially see uh, a Union Cincinnati matchup. On the other side, you've got the win by Columbus to nothing. A lot of, as you mentioned, Larry, all shutouts in the East minus the Union who gave up a goal. Orlando did beat Nashville one nothing. A close game that was. And then on the West with that LAFC five two win as well as a two nothing win by Seattle. Two nothing such a solid victory. We've seen a couple, a couple shutouts. Yeah. A couple two nothing three nothing. Houston also wins two one as well as, as you mentioned SKC. Probably the only game that when you look across round one was surprising winning four one. It's not just a win it's a 4-1 win at that mm-hmm. uh, big big statement there for them to get a win like that where you are just able to score three goals and be up 3-1 heading at into halftime so in a tough environment too yeah definitely definitely so a huge win by Sporting KC and it makes you wonder about that momentum to be able to have four different goal scores across that game 
um, to be able to come into it and, and win the way that they did makes you wonder if there's any advantage at all. I know some people love what a buy brings and some people can't stand it. I'm kind of on the fence about it, to be honest. But, I mean, when you have to play a wild card round game, you do have a little bit more, well, that's more minutes. That's more that you have to prepare for. That's more mentally and emotionally versus knowing you took care of business and you're right into the first round. But either way, there's still more soccer to be played. So Absolutely. winning the first one doesn't automatically win you're gonna, mean you're going to win the next two. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is true. But, like, to that point, too, like, I think that experience helps as well with that buy. Definitely. Like, you saw kind of the union go through that twice, and the second time around they had a better handling of it. If you're going through injuries, too, like, that's super huge as well, being able to have that time to get recuperate some of your players, too. Definitely, definitely. Well, if you also are looking to spice things up a little bit and add some new cool eyewear to your face, uh, for all of you guys that love some great eyewear, we've got Shady Rays to help you out with that. Now, over at Shady Rays, they are going to provide you guys with the year-round great prices um, eyewear that you can wear whether you're out on the slopes skiing snowboarding it is getting a little cold outside time to start preparing getting snow goggles well shady race has that as well as some great sunglasses and eyewear you can wear poolside out at subaru park out walking your dog, wherever it is that you're going, Shady Rays has you covered. So you can gear for the season ahead with quality shades built to last. And our friends at Shady Rays have you covered with premium polarized shades and quick swap snow goggles that won't break the bank. And not only will they not break the bank, if they do happen to break or get lost, you actually can replace them. Soul Savvy will give you a quick replacement and have you rocking a new pair of eyewear, uh, snow goggles, whatever it is, very quickly. And so through Shady Rays, you can head over to the website, shadyrays.com. You can use that code PHOY. It's on your screen for those of you watching. For those of you listening back on you on podcast platforms, PHLY gives you 50% off when you buy two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. You can try it out for yourself. And if you don't believe us, listen to the over 250,000 people that have rated them five stars because Shady Rays is going to give you everything you need to have some great uh, sunglasses and snow goggles. Great price. And also, of course, the support of knowing you can get a replacement if you lose or break them. All right, in the chat, um, Jose, you're saying totally thought it was going to be a blue chew head. <laughs> I know, actually, to spice things up a bit could have gone so many directions, honestly. <laughs> I was just making sure you guys are paying attention to spicing things up here for you as well. Renee knows how to draw the attention first, and then. I was, I was, yeah, I was leading with like, remember in school they used to say that like, hook grabber, the attention yeah, grabber? You. I was hooking you in and reeling you back in to spice things up. Professor Renee. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what what else do we... Oh, we've got awards. There's a positive. Awards. You know what? Let's, let's talk about some positives because it's okay. been a lot, of, a lot of tea, a lot of drama. A positive is that Andre Blake up for save of the year and Jose Martinez up for goal of the year. Yes, I, we love to see that. Uh, we had a little bit more last year. I'm just going to point that out there. But we got <laughs> some guys, and I think obviously Andre, you know, every year you talk about the top five goalkeepers it's Andre Blake in that conversation, but seeing Jose in that conversation, his first goal in the MLS as well, it, it, it's spectacular. I, I can watch that goal over and over and over again there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I still remember watching that game live, and that was they came back from 2 nothing down on the road uh, in Orlando. Again, a team that we've talked about in these playoffs, coming back and scoring 90th minute yeah. uh, missile, you know, in the top corner. Uh, great moment for 
for Jose. Obviously, we know what he brings to the table defensively. For sure. um, seeing seeing players like that get rewarded with an awesome goal, and then to get nominated for goal of the year um, is pretty special. And obviously, you can you can vote for that over at MLS Soccer. Uh, the, Please do, the, guys. The voting ends on uh, Monday, November six. So well, let's um, let's talk about the voting. I love the fact that Jose was nominated. Beautiful goal. I, I said it on Tuesday in our Halloween show. That that goal by Jose Martinez. People don't realize how difficult that is. Yeah. So I'll start there before I get into the voting, actually. To hit a ball coming at you off of, you know, out of the air like that, first time, it's like a knuckleball. You strike it perfectly, and it's a bullet. Like, had that hit somebody, they're out cold. He <laughs> rocketed that. It's not, no one is going to be able to make that save because of the pace he put on it. Yeah. But then the placement of that, too. This is not a shot from five, six yards out. He's outside the box. First time drives it top right corner. And as we talked about before, obviously it was also a huge goal because of the fact that it was a game tying goal, final minute to play. And it's a comeback game where the union were down 2 nothing against Orlando. But to be able to hit that first time, it was kind of like a little bit on the outside of his foot, driving it. Like you, you practice those. Those are the ones that it's like basketball has the half court shot. <laughs> um, football has, you know, the, the launch hail Mary's and soccer. It's, I want to, it's bicycles, but it's also trying to hit it first time knuckleball out of the air because they are like to hit that on a dime the way he did. So, so difficult. And so like the 80 some minute too, like in crucial moments. Crucial like moments. Oh my gosh. Crazy. And yeah, Tribe Benny's been scoring bangers because it does give you a chance. You score a goal like that, you're feeling good about yourself shooting from distance. I mean, that's a very, that's not a shot where you had a chance to take three and four pretty touches and set it up and wave to the crowd and <laughs> smile for the pictures and then shoot it. You had a one shot finish off. I watched it over and over and over and over again. And when the goal of the year nominees came out, I had to watch it again because mm -hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, let me remind myself. But the voting issue, and I know I even saw Jose talking about it. It's been talked about on Twitter. We've been talking about it. The media has been talking about it because the media gets so much heat for the end of year awards that are in the MLS. But it's not the media. Mm -hmm. And Larry, you have the breakdown of the exact numbers of how the voting sways because with Messi being up for... Um, newcomer of the year. Newcomer of the year. <laughs> I'm, I got distracted, actually. With Messi being up for newcomer of the year, people automatically assumed it was the media because the media has been on the Messi trail. It's not the media, actually, Larry. Who was it? Yeah, so obviously uh, Georgia Giacomakis from Atlanta United uh, was announced today, Newcomer of the Year. Nice. Uh, he had my vote, uh, and he got 56% of the media vote uh, for the award. Uh, Leo Messi got 12% of the media uh, vote for that, but it was he got 35% of the vote. He finished second, Newcomer of the Year. 35% uh, of the vote from the players, and then 34% from uh, from the clubs, um, assuming that's you know front office uh, staff and, and GM and whatnot but to me Leo Messi obviously the goat one of the greatest of you know the greatest of all time just won Ballon d'Or uh, mm. JP yeah. and I were talking before that we we started recording he is not MLS newcomer of the year I'm sorry they had a great <laughs> league's cup run they won league's cup they didn't make MLS playoffs were they judging off that you think I think I had to think they they had to have been just because how bad Inter Miami was this yeah, season. Yeah, he took he them from being up, a losing they, team. He scored double digit goals just in that tournament. Um, obviously, the injury kind of hurt them in the playoff chase because they were already in a hole in MLS when he got there. Um, so, but overall, I mean, Yakamakis was outstanding to replace a guy like Joseph Martinez. Uh, you know, do what he did uh, after what he did over in Scotland with Celtic. 
Um, he had 17 goals in 27 games. That's uh, that's incredible. Um, but Leo Messi, I mean, I was glad. I was really happy though to see that Leo Messi only got 12 percent of the media vote because yeah, it, everyone says the media does this, the media does this. <laughs> it's not I, the media. I did not, I did not vote for Leo Messi. <laughs> if I had to vote for Leo Messi for Ballon d'Or, I did do that, but not for MLS Newcomer of the Year. It's always the media's fault, Larry. It's always the media's yeah. fault. It is. <laughs> I've just learned to accept that at this point. Everything always gets blamed on the media. You, the media is the one that's sharing information from the clubhouse. The media is the one that causes wars to break out and climate change and and wildfires. Who knows? The media just apparently does everything. So why not just sprinkle it on that the media is the ones at fault for Messi being nominated as newcomer of the year? But he is Messi, and he had he has to be in the conversation for an award. I mean, to win eight times at Allen Dior to be the best player. Honestly, we're not even talking goats for just soccer. He's in my category for goats of athletes of all time because he's what he's done in his career. There's there's nobody that's been able to play the way that Messi's done. But JP, I, I know you you gotta agree with that. Listen, I <laughs> I respect Messi. I you're not gonna hear me argue he's the best of all time because I definitely think he is. I'm an MLSer. I love this league. I'm not a guy who wakes up early to watch the Premier League. I'm not a guy who wakes up early on Sunday to watch a La League or whatever it may be. I watch the MLS. I digest this league. It's everything to me. I love Messi being here. I understand the importance of Messi being in our league. I'm just a little fatigued because the minute he gets here, all you see on Apple TV is Messi, right? Every this past week or weekend, last weekend at the game, I put it on my Twitter account. We had a guy in a Messi jersey. They were out of the playoffs. What are you doing in Chester, Pennsylvania? And like, I'm just fatigued with the situation as a whole. Like, I get it. Messi was important coming to our league. The popularity has skyrocketed. I understand all that. But for him to be nominated second in the newcomer of the year, if we're judging this off of Leagues Cup, okay, maybe I understand a little bit. But I don't even know that's fully MLS. I, I just, I, I, this to me is like, I'm just like so tired of the situation. Um, obviously, you know, you're hearing Luis Suarez is probably going to Miami next year. <laughs> so Miami's going to be stacked and they're going to have a full year of Messi, Alba, Busquets, and now Suarez. Uh, I'm just, I'm over it. Uh, you know, it's, it's back to, I hate Miami. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's up there with the Taylor Swift, Travis, Kelsey for me. <laughs> because I, like, just like I've been seeing all these Halloween costumes of people being Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, I've been seeing all these people walk around in messy uniforms. And like you talk about, oh, places yeah. that they should not be wearing messy uniforms. So I love what it's done for the league because the soccer has been growing, but especially within the United States to a point that it has become more of a household conversation. There's more shows like ours. There's more people paying in you know, and paying attention to it. And the new streaming opportunities for broadcast purposes are huge. There's just been a growth. It's been a, a huge surge in soccer. But, yeah. you know, on the other side of that, as you talk about, there is the fatigue of like, you're overdoing it. Like, let it happen organically. Messi himself is going to bring in so much. Uh, as you talk about Chive Man, tickets, merch, so much that people are just going to pay attention to that people who may not be MLS fans are now going to watch the MLS because of Messi. Like, that's just the same way that Swifties are watching the NFL because of Taylor. That's, the, that's <laughs> business. I understand that part of it. But there has to be a line. And I think this is going to lead to some conversations for what does constitute newcomer of the year. It is not rookie of the year. They did already have that. It is True. a newcomer of the year. So it's someone new into the league. That is Messi. Like Neil is talking about um, the amount of games being played. Maybe that's something that's could be raised a little bit more. I don't know. But I feel like the league is going to absolutely 
do their best to give Messi more hardware because that's one of the first things I was like, wow, this man came in. He go. This is where you raise the bar as a goat. You weren't just the best, you know, with you know, in with Argentina and yeah. stuff. You come into a whole new league and take a losing team to be a team that's winning hardware, that's in championships, that's at least close to, for a playoff push. So he he goaded in a whole new level, and that's why. The league now has the messy watch, the messy newsletters. You can literally buy <laughs> and pay everything. for things where you just literally follow messy around the field, get all the messy updates, what he had for breakfast, what color underwear he's wearing, everything. <laughs> you can get all the messy updates because they're tapping into it so much. And I just realized I'm in mean, another union podcast after dark comment, Tyler. So don't don't flag me for that because that's like twice <laughs> I've done that now. I didn't mean to, but I, it's the truth. It's, it's like people are I am the common denominator, Bound I guess. And now that I think wow. about it. The messy updates, the messy following and clamoring is because there are the MLS fans, JP, Eugene Krabs, ourselves, but then there's also the messy fans, and they're trying to bring them all along for money. It's and maybe all. that's where I'm, I'm understanding, because I've never been like a, a fan, like a super fan of a player, right? Like, I'm oh, always my team, and then like, I'm a Joel Embiid guy. I'm not a LeBron James guy, like that type of stuff, and maybe that's <sighs> that's where I don't see eye to eye with a lot of the, the messy fans. I'll say this. I love that Leo Messi's here. It's awesome being able to see him, being able to uh, be at the games and try to obviously interview the guy. Um, but I do kind of miss him in Europe. I will say that I miss seeing <laughs> kind of miss seeing Messi under the bright lights of the Champions League. And, um, you know, whether he would have went back to Barcelona or maybe help PSG win the Champions League in a way. Um, but I, I do think it's pretty cool to see him here. We've had so many great players, Laton, um, you know, Lampard, Gerard, yeah. uh, so many players, Beckham, Giovinco. Um, so, and then not, now you, you know, put Messi and Busquets and Alba in that list. Um, whether Suarez comes, uh, Antoine Griezmann's obviously been very vocal about coming KD. to MLS. Um, so <laughs> whether he goes to LA or Florida or somewhere else, maybe Philly, I don't know, maybe <laughs> I hope, uh, that'd be awesome. But, uh, yeah, I think this is just going to attract more and more players that want to come here. And obviously uh, that's a discussion for a different day too, but the salary cap, what do they do? You know, cause everyone and their mother wants to play for Miami right now. That is true. Maybe we'll see Medford Messi in champions league. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. for Messi, yeah. Back in James League, I should say. Yeah, I mean, it is huge when you think about the fact that for so many years for the MLS, for the NWSL, it's been the same argument that they can't compete with teams like the Premier League teams or, you know, or Manchester United or um, even La Liga, all these other international leagues because they have the best players. And now the MLS is, is getting to a point where they can say they have the best players. I think now I'd like to see them getting the best players in the prime of their career, mm -hmm. that now this is the top spot for players. But unfortunately, with the cap and the financial side and the business side, the MLS especially is going to be behind because you can't offer what other leagues can in, in Europe and things like that. The NWSL has a better chance, in my opinion, just because of where women's soccer is. But I think for the MLS, they're at least going to make themselves a spot that maybe it's like how Beckham came over towards the mm -hmm. later part of his career. And same thing with Latin. Like, you get you get guys that maybe are kind of, they're still able to play and give you 90 minutes, but they're a little bit more on the decline. Marta for the NWSL. So we're seeing a little bit of that change, and it's been it's been fun. Yeah, and you got to be careful, too, when you're spending big money, right? Because obviously, like Messi, not only is he putting butts in seats, he's selling Apple TV subscriptions. He's obviously fun to watch on the pitch. But, like, there's examples like Shakiri, um, Lorenzo Insigne and Bernadette mm -hmm. in Toronto. Like, that's a, that's a straight-up mess. you got to be able to spend the money smart. 
Uh, Tommy Bogues, shout out to Tommy Bogues, drop again. Um, uh, another great tweet. He put out the best DP production this year in the MLS. And who's number one on that list, ladies and gentlemen, with the top production from your DPs? Your Philadelphia Union. 58 <laughs> goals plus assists there. Um, uh, right behind them is Atlanta and Columbus. So while we are, we're trying to, I guess we're moving into a new era of MLS soccer, right? You got to be able to find those guys, yes, because obviously, like, that brings eyes to the league. But I do also like Atlanta, like, in 2018, 2017, that time period, being able to find those next young players. Like Renee said, in their prime, that's fun to watch. You know, it's cool to see B.A. and, and Mark McKenzie playing over in Europe, to be honest with you, guys who were part of, of uh, Philly's homegrown system. So it is definitely really cool to see. But you know what's is really cool, guys? Being there able to go. get tickets right before the game, right? <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, Game Time, our dear sponsor here, helps you out with that. You're in a crunch. You don't want to spend big money. We got, uh, obviously, we have union playoffs. Hopefully, we can go past this first round. You can definitely check out Game Time for last-minute uh, ticket options right now. Uh, if you are a first-time user of Game Time, you can use the promo code PHLY for $20 off of your per first purchase here with Game Time. So shout out to Game Time and make sure you guys check out our friends over at Game Time app. Yeah, yeah. Well, it is definitely surprising that Messi did not get named Newcomer of the Year. Um, I know the MLS tried to give him another trophy, <laughs> but uh, shout out to Georgios who did. Um, I know, Neil, you're asking if it was because of what was the reason why I can't read. So um, the reason, uh, the that reason why George's... Oh, if it wasn't due to the amount of games played, what was the reason? And Larry, you were hitting on that already for what he did with Atlanta. A lot of goals. Yeah. A lot of goals. Was, think, yeah, <laughs> a lot of goals. Um, obviously, you know, 17 goals in 27 games is pretty remarkable. Uh, just under 1,800 minutes played. So about a goal every about, you know, 100 minutes or yeah, so, um, so, which is a great uh, return for a striker coming in. Um, and obviously he came over uh, in February from from Celtic, had, had a, a good, you know, stint there and then comes over. Um, obviously, too, they made the playoffs, whereas Inter-Miami didn't. I know Inter-Miami was in a hole before Messi signed, but again, uh, Yakamakis came in and kind of just, you know, guns blazing in a way, uh, just racking up the goals. And, and actually, he was the second straight Newcomer of the Year award winner from Atlanta because Tiago Almada oh, that's right. uh, mm -hmm. won last year. And then he's the third uh, Atlanta player to win the award behind Miguel Almiron, who is obviously doing great things now with Newcastle United. So, um, so I think we will see Leo Messi obviously win some awards in MLS in 2024 and 2025 and so forth, but it won't be newcomer of the year. Yeah, Kamaskis no, no, no. has that locked down. He said, not today, Messi. I got this, as those announced, were announced on Thursday. Um, yes, we do need an NWSL and WNBA team in Philly. I'm actually trying to help bring a women's professional soccer team to Philly, so we'll fingers crossed hopefully that happens. But yeah, guys, it's crazy. We have six days until... Game number two for the Philadelphia Union uh, up at Gillette Stadium, taking on the Revs, hoping to close out the series. We will, of course, have more previewing the game because we've got a long way to go. We'll have more to preview the game next week. Uh, we'll also have a chance to dive into post-game stuff. So more to come here on PHOI Union Podcast. If you haven't already, make sure you've hit that like button, subscribe button, comment. We always love the compliments. We love you weighing in on the conversation. We love you being able to tune in, whether live on YouTube or for those that watch us back on podcast platforms. You can always catch us on anywhere you check out your podcast. So for everybody in the chat, Neil, Eugene, Travman, Martian, Jose, whoever tuned in, 
again, thank you so much for joining us today. And for us here at PHLY Union Podcast, have a great rest of your day. Enjoy the weekend, and we'll see you back next week for more live here on the show. See ya. Dude. 